All right, Rabbi Sai, let's start. So we were talking about about Ben Hashmashos, and we were talking about the controversy and the machlokas about when does night begin. And today I want to kind of go into the shita of the Vilnagon, the shita of the Gaonim, and uh, discuss Rabbi Nutam a little bit further. But I just want to point something out, which is interesting, about Rabbi Nutam, because we're going to see that a lot of people have a very hard time with Rabbi Nutam, that... It says there are three stars, and what does three stars mean? And they go outside, and it's so dark. And how could Rabbeinu Tam make any sense? And I want to just point out over here, I'm going to share my screen. And I want to show you, so here is, so they only have four on Bridgeport. Am I sharing the right screen? That's the question. What screen is being shared right now? Timeanddate.com. Yeah, perfect. Okay, great. So if you look over here, this is a sun graph for Bridgeport. And they talk about different different types of twilight, right? When does night when does night happen? You know, at different at different times. Okay. Now you'll notice, right, that there are three types of twilight, right? So at 4:24 p.m. to 4:55 p.m. is what's called civil twilight, which, if you look at my zmanim, corresponds pretty nicely to our shkia. Shkia is 4:28. This is approximately civil twilight. Okay. If you look at astronomical twilight, it's between 5.29 to 6.02 p.m., right? Okay, this is, this is twilight. This is when the astronomical, and you can look at it, you, you can look it up online, but if you look at when it corresponds to, it's 5.29 to 6.02, okay? Uh, if you look at Maizmanim, the shear for Rabbeinu Tam, tonight is 5.40, which is smack in the middle, Okay? So, so it's important to understand that, you know, when, 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 you know, when we're going to be going through all the discussions about Rabbi Tam, Rabbi Tam doesn't make any sense, you know, does not make any sense. Make, there is a physical reality that's going on. There, it seems like Rabbi Tam is talking about. And you can ask, why would Rabbi Tam care about astronomical twilight? Why would that be? Why, why would that be night? Right? You know, shouldn't it be when the when the sun goes down? And I was just thinking that there's a there's a uh, there's an important question in general because and this is really what people discuss about why why Bein Hashmashos is a different type of suffix is that Bein Hashmashos is really a difficult question because um, in the Torah in the beginning of the Torah the Torah talks about night and day in two different ways one it talks about light and dark right Right, uh, you know, and then it talks about night and day as defined by the sun and the moon. Right, right, that they're defined by these celestial bodies. Right, when they make an appearance in the sky, and this is actually two separate times. So, Ben Hashmashos is this moment when there's no more sun, but there's still not the full celestial night, which is, you know, the reason why it's called astronomical twilight is because until this point, you don't, the light pollution from the sun prevents you from being able to really see uh, the astronomical picture correctly. And as you know, right, the Chazal and the Rishonim were very into astronomy. So this was something that they were very, very aware of. So it's just interesting, right, is that there, there seems to be the Dismach locus really about what type of twilight, what type of 
uh, you know, which level of darkness do we need? But if, if you think about it, right, it's actually pretty cool because when you talk about it, it says, right, that, that um, the real Shia Rabbeinu Tam, as the Vodagon is going to talk about, is from Yerushalayim, right, Yerushalayim. So this, by the way, is about 72 minutes, right? It gets it gets it gets it in the window of 72 minutes. So if you go and let me just see that you you can you can change where you are. So let's say you want so so I, the the the, the is going to talk about how we how we care about um, during the equinox, which is you know September 21st. So. Um, Right, so astronomical twilight is at 8.22, even though it sets at 6.50, right? That's longer than 72 minutes, right? Am I wrong? Rabbi, what, yeah. what I would say is that it really depends on, I mean, all these definitions depend on, uh, actually all these, these naming of things depend, depend on the definition, right? I mean, like all these civil daylight and astronomical daylight, nautical daylight probably have origins in, that you can't, you, you ha, I mean, I don't know what, what, what they exactly mean, but they probably meant something, right? They meant something that you can't, you know, draw, go on a boat, right? After this darkness without honking your horn or something. I don't know. I mean, it's... Right. it's no, no, so they actually, there, there is a formal definition for what astronomical twilight is. Exactly. It's, it's 18 degrees... Uh, it's, when the, it's when the center of the sun is 18 degrees below the horizon. The reason why they care about it, though, I mean, this is actually why it's called astronomical, is that, so it's, um, so here. So each, each twilight phase is defined by the solar elevation angle, which is the position of the sun in relation to the horizon. During astronomical twilight, the, the geometric center of the sun's disk is between 12 and 18 degrees below the horizon. For the naked eye, and especially in areas with light pollution, it may be difficult to distinguish astronomical twilight from nighttime. Most stars and other celestial objects can be seen during this phase. However, astronomers may, uh, may be unable to observe some of the fainter stars and galaxies as long as the sun is less than 18 degrees below the horizon, hence the name of this twilight phase. Right? So what I'm saying is like these yeah. degrees, you can just say six degrees. Why not five, ten? Oh, no, no, no. So, so, no I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying is that Right. Well, I, I, all my point is, is that when, when we think about Rabbeinu Tam, we think about it as, oh my gosh, this is, you know, from our experience, when we go out and, and we look outside, it just sounds crazy, right? You know, you see, the, you see a Hasidic Shagai, you know, doing malacha on Arab Shabbos when it's dark outside. I mean, it's night, it's night, it's night, right? I mean, not that people do it these days so much, but, right, but it's night. And, and, and my point is, is that from, the, from a scientific perspective and from like a physical perspective it's not that straightforward i'm not trying to bring a proof anyway but, I mean, but, right. but shouldn't yeah. you do it the other way around this actually shows you that you should keep different times in different places no so that's a very good point and now i mean st petersburg has a very different exactly that is, you know, so, so that's that that's a very good point and that we're going to see and by the way it, it it may very well be there i mean tom was really saying a lower bound and he wasn't trying to say an upper bound, meaning he wasn't trying to say for, for Moshe Shabbos, he was trying to give a lower bound for the start of Shabbos. And in fact, if you look over here, you know, um, on this, uh, is, it, is the screen still shared? No, right? Yeah, it's still shared. Oh, it's still shared. Okay. So if you go over here, 
Um, so how do I get out of Bridgeport? Uh, search for a city. Let's see, Jerusalem. I got the Jerusalem wrong. Yeah, yeah, I did. Right? <laughs> Not a good Jew. Yeah. Okay. So that and we are and we want to get Jerusalem right. Uh, let's say now, right? So again, right? So the sun sets over there. Let's say in so so in September, right? Do we care about it? Right? So mm -hmm. the sun sets around uh, six forty-two p.m. and uh, it can go up to up to up to up to up to eight oh three, which is exactly seventy-two minutes, right? And near the equator is actually the lower bound. So it could be that there being a Tom was just saying a lower bound, because seventy-two minutes um, actually was a lower bound, and that's where the rabbis were. As you pointed out, Helmut, right, that when you go to other places, it's longer, and it actually is longer. Mm -hmm. What's fascinating is what I didn't know was actually fascinating is that the timing and, 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 the, and, and, and the question of why is it not variable is a very good question. And I heard a very interesting apocryphal story. So when I was in Brisk, they were always talking about Achtel, Achtel. Now, I never really understood what Achtel was until I actually learned the Gemara. But the, the Gemara was, right, if you remember, right, the, the, um, the Gemara in Psachim, that we saw, right, the Gemara Sachem said that how did we come up with this number of four milen, right? So we said because it takes, you know, a person can walk 40 milen a day, whatever it is, and it basically ended up saying that uh, the ratio of, of, of this period between Shkia and Nightfall to the rest of the day is one-eighth. It's four to 32. It's one-eighth. So therefore, briskers actually wait one-eighth of a day. Right, which is actually not astronomically correct, because it doesn't really make a difference the time of year, because you know summer and winter right have more to do with the angle of the Earth facing the sun, not with the distance of the sun from the Earth. Right, meaning I, you know if it's on the outer bound of the of the of the ellipse or closer, doesn't actually make a difference for summer or winter. It has more to do with how the Earth is tilted. Right? Am I right? Yep. Right. So therefore, and and but but the length of the distance between sun, sunrise and sunset has more to do with the area on the ellipse where the sun is. So therefore, it doesn't actually have anything to do with summer or winter. But that being that, the briskers keep incredibly long amount of time because they want to keep it, right? They want to have a floating time that has to do with the length. Now, there's an apocryphal story I heard from Rav Herschel Shechter, okay? I don't want to believe it's true, but he says it's true. Um, which I'm not going to lie, because, you know, if he says it's true, you know, he doesn't lie. So basically, Reb Chaim Brisker, Reb Chaim Brisker, um, so there's a Persian Mishnah, Rambam, that has an interesting version of that Gemara about, about the four hours, but the Persian Mishnah, Rambam says, basically, that it wasn't four, it was five hours, right? Meaning one-sixth of the day. So basically, Reb Chaim used to keep this incredibly long amount of time, right? One-sixth of the day, right, which is like two and a half, three hours sometimes, right, he would keep for his mom. So there was a guy who wrote, so there was a guy who wrote a book. He was a Jew who owned, who used, I think he worked at a spa or, you know, like a, like a resort where a lot of uh, gedolim used to go. So he writes that uh, Reb Chaim was there and Reb Chaim wasn't feeling so well on Tishabav. And the, the local rabbi told Reb Chaim, Reb Chaim, you know, you have to eat. Yeah, you're, you're, you're in Sakan. And Reb Chaim said, no, I'm not going to eat. So then Reb Chaim waited to his man. 
and he got terribly sick and it weakened him. And eventually they think that, you know, this was one of the things that eventually led to his death. I don't know if this is, you know, I don't know how they know this. It sounds, it sounds interesting to me. So these were one of the things that led to his death. So Reb Chaim, Reb Chaim then told Briskers fasting is dangerous. And this actually is true. You go to Brisk, you'll notice the Briskers don't fast. They don't fast anything. They don't fast. They only, the only fast they fast is Tisha. So in, in Brisk, when I was there, they fast Tisha B'Av and they fast uh, Yom Kippur. Reb Hashel said that they don't even fast Tisha B'Av. I, at least the Briskers I know fast Tisha B'Av. But on Yom Kippur, they're very strict. They have a towel over the shoulder. They spit out all their saliva onto the towel, not to swallow it, whatever. They have very, very strict. But but they don't fast any other fast. Why? Because it's dangerous. So, but why is it dangerous? Because you're keeping, you're keeping your chayim's bond. I was like, if you're going to be fasting until like the, until midnight, it could, it could indeed be dangerous. So there's this interesting thing where you have a chumrah that leads to a kula, right? So it's, you know, briskers, briskers are, are briskers. You know, a brisker is as a brisker does, to, 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 uh, to paraphrase uh, uh, some popular culture. Okay, fine. That is, so I, but, but all I'm really pointing out from here is that yes, it may be variable, but what's interesting is, is that Rabbeinu Tam is not coming from nowhere, okay? Is that if you ever kind of want to think about, okay, so, you know, what is, you know, are there any physical realities that could, that, that could correspond to Rabbeinu Tam? The answer is yes, right? And, 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 and we see it. And we can see how Yerushalayim is a lower bound and all these things make sense. I'm not trying to, you know, dispel any controversies, but, you know, it's important for us to understand that no one's nuts here, okay? Fine. So let's let's open up. Let's so now let, let me let me stop the share. And I have the uh, the the source sheets are in the chat. If you, I'll just share it again. Um, and uh, let's let's open up the source sheet and let's go. So we were talking last night. Uh, sorry, uh, last time it was actually a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about the shear of Ben Hashvasho. We brought a Tam. We brought the Rajba. who brought a bunch of Rishonim. Right. And you brought the Rambam, and there's toast for this, right? And we saw this, this very pretty picture. So now let's finally get to Halacha, okay? Let's get to Halacha. Let's get to the Torah. Let's get to the Shulchan Aruch, and let's see what do the rabbis paskin. So if you have the source sheet, go down to the source that's right beneath the diagram of the, of the sunrise and sunset. And it says, Torah Arachayim Reis Samachal, okay? Um, it's all in Hebrew. They didn't have an English translation. So I'll just read. If you want to follow along, please feel free. Otherwise, do your thing. So now we're talking about, you know, we read this, you know, we, we read these Mishnayas, at least Nusach Ashkenaz, reads these Mishnayas every single Arab Shabbos, right? Bame, Bame, Madlikim, so the last Mishnah, right? You can't take off my sir. And you can immerse vessels. And you can light candles. And this is referring to Bein Hashmashos. This is a Suffolk Yom, Suffolk Laila. Actually, no, let me just share the screen on the source sheet. So this way you can follow along with the cursor. Okay, right, Shahu 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 Suffolk Yom Suffolk Laila, right? Vizmano, so when does Bein Hashmashos start? Misha Teshaka Hachama Ve'elach, when the sun goes down and on, right? So he, he doesn't really make anything clear what he holds. Umisha Inaybaki Bashir Bein Hashmashos, and somebody who doesn't really understand how to calculate Bein Hashmashos, 
Yemayer lahadlik, you should rush to light, you should light as early as possible. Gedarma le rabba le arise, like rabba told his sharecropper. Also, like kimluchu b'shiru de rabbanon, adeika shimsha b'reish dikla, you know, don't be so, you know, don't, don't, don't worry about the measurements of the rabbis. Once you see the sun at the tops of the, of the, of the pines, adliku shraga, you should, you should light your, your torch. Perish b'ayda shemesh b'reish shaylanus, while the sun is still atop the trees, and on a cloudy day, once you see the, the, the chickens and the roosters that are sitting on their, on their beam or on their stoop, if you see the crows also sitting over there, right? So he gives there, there's a, basically, right, the, the, he gives a whole bunch of different physical signs how to know that you're getting close to a sunset, okay? But you can do certain things. And Amir Tashem, either next week or in two weeks, we're going to get back to this halacha when we talk about what malachos uh, are you allowed to do and we're going to talk about the Agashtin case where you end up in a car after Shkia, okay? I shouldn't call it the Agashtin case. There are lots of people who this happened to, but... I think of it as uniquely Agustin for some reason. That could, could just be because I'm self-centered. Okay, so now, the Shulchan Aruch says as follows. He brings this halacha. Over here, he seems to be very non-committal. He says, Now, what's Bein HaShemashos? Zak Ditor, Hainu Kedesh, Zak Ramah, I'm sorry. Hainu Kedeshir Hilch Gimel Revie mil. This is the length of time it takes to walk three quarters of a mil. Achar shkias hachama after sunset. Veshir mil hu shlish shah pachos chelik lamed. This is one third of an hour minus a thirtieth. Okay, minus two minutes. Ein maaser mesavadai veein veein matvilim mesakelim. So over here he brings all the halachos, right? And he seems to talk about over here that he just brings the same halacha as the Torah. But if you look at the next halacha in Shochanach, and we're going to get back to this halacha when we talk about the laws of Eidah Shema. Look at the next halacha of, of, the, of the Shochanach. He says as follows. Yesh Omer, there are those that say, <coughs> sorry, you have to add from weekday on to Shabbos. This is a very important halacha of Tesefer uh, Shabbos. According to some opinions, it's even biblical, where you have to accept Shabbos before Shkia. Right to, to show that you want to add Shabbos, so mitzvah I'm very unfortunately not good at. Um, the Agashins usually pray that God holds the sun the sun in the sky for some time in order for us to finish what we have to do, do uh, before Shabbos. But you know us and Joshua, but uh, whatever it is. But this is a very very important mitzvah. So that the sun is is not visible is not visible on the earth. Here we go. Okay. So what is Tesefah Shabbos? Meaning, what is adding extra time? This is from when the sun is no longer visible, means it dips below the horizon, right? Ad, ad, zman, bein hashmashes, until the beginning of bein hashmashes, vehazman hazeh, gimel, milin, verevia. It's three and a quarter mil, which if you remember, according to our minutes calculations, is 72 mil. So Shulchan Aruch is clearly bringing the halach of Rabbeinu Tam. Shulchan Aruch paskins Rabbeinu Tam. Ratzelah say say kulites after Shabbos. Aisa, if you're a tzaddik and you want to make all that time to Shabbos, 
you want to be Makabal Shabbos early when there's just Shkia, you know, beautiful. You want to make a little bit. As long as you add a little bit of time, from this time, that certainly day, from the weekday onto Shabbos, because the walk of 1500 Amos, very clearly, right? That happens three and a quarter mil after sunset, and that is 72 minutes, and that's it, right? And it's important to note, by the way, that a lot of people criticize Rebbein Tom that he gave this amount in... Um, in, in in Poland, right, wherever he was in Europe, right? But the Beis Yosef lived in Sfas, right? He lived in Eretz Yisrael. So he knew he knew what what right what was going what was going on in Eretz Yisrael, and still he passed in the Beit Okay? And yes, he had eyes. Now and if you want to accept upon yourself Shabbos from Plagamincha and on, you can, and this is the famous source for early Shabbos, right? This is what everybody relies on for early Shabbos is the Ramah, right? That you can that since you can do Tesefa Shabbos from Plagamincha, right? From Plagamincha, we said is you know significant. It's like you know you know uh, about an hour or, or or a couple of hours or more uh, before before sunset. So this is in the summer when people accept early Shabbos is that Shabbos begins for them from Plagamincha because that is the earliest time to be able to make it actual Shabbos, right? This is a fascinating concept, right, about Shabbos. That Shabbos is not just time-dependent, it's also people-dependent, right? You can accept upon yourself Shabbos early, and you change the actual state of the day based on your own actions, right? And this is an interesting duality that we also see by Kiddush HaChodesh. That Kiddush HaChodesh, technically speaking, requires people to do it, but if it's not done by people, it can happen by itself if the time is uh, late enough. Can I actually ask something quickly? Because I was thinking about this. So, so if you live in an area where there is a huge mountain where okay. the sun goes down, um, that means that the sun disappears earlier, but it doesn't get quick, dark quickly because most of the light comes from okay, from yeah, scattering from the. So, how about that? That's that. That's a great question. It's a, it's a big machlokas, I don't want to get into it now, about um, what happens if you have mountains on the horizon or if you live in a mountain, do we care about the sun going below sea level? Do we care about it going this way? And there's a, there's a big machlokas about that and depending on where you are, where it is, it's a good point, okay? And it's a, it's a good question. And that's why some people say that in uh, Yerushalayim, Shkia is, you'll see, uh, a little bit earlier or later, I always forget. Than other places because your slime is high up and they're lower down. So th that's a great question. I mean, my question was really more about whether it's about darkness or whether it's about right about, so uh, the geometry of. Uh, I mean. So, so that's a very good question. The answer is is that definitely according to um, the opinions that we're going to see now from the Gaonim, it has to do with the disappearance of the sun. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. According to Rabbi Tom, it's very clear that it has to do with a certain level of darkness. Right that it has to be dark enough that you can see the appropriate stars. Now, what are the appropriate stars is going to be a difficult question because we see loads of stars. What are they? What's this astronomical twilight? What, so it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult question, right? But, mm. but it's definitely, according to Ben Tom, it has nothing to do with when the sun goes down. 
It has to, and, 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 and if you remember in the Gemara, the Gemara was very busy with the light, right? The Gemara was talking about when the eastern sky is still red a little bit, or right, you know, if, if, the, if, the, if the east side is, is, is still is black, but the top is red, right? The Gemara was very busy with light. But we're going to see that definitely it has, a, it has a lot to do with the sun going down, and the question of a mountain is actually very, very, a, a very important question. Mm. Okay. Um, well, I guess I want to point out there's a, there's a, there's a, this, this old scene in this old movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's called The Frisco Kid, right? I was going to bring it up, but I thought it was a distraction. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to make distractions. Uh, so there's this, you know, there's this, it's like a crazy, stupid, it's a silly movie, but basically we're Gene Wilder and Harrison Ford, and Gene Wilder is a rabbi coming from Europe to become a rabbi in San Francisco, and he, but he meets this bank robber, Harrison Ford, and or train robber Harrison Ford, and they run away together. I forget the whole plot exactly. Watched it many years ago. But there's some kind of very emotional moments when they're being burned, but they sacrifice their lives for the Torah, and the Native Americans uh, spare them because they see that they want to sacrifice their life for Torah, and um, which is a great you know pitch for sacrificing your life for Torah. Then they wake up in the monastery, then they smoke the peace pipe, pass out, wake up in the monastery, find themselves sitting next to a cross. The rabbi has a major epiphany because he's <laughs> wondering if he went wrong in life, whatever. But the point is that there's one scene where they're trying to run away, but the rabbi doesn't want to run on Shabbos, okay? And like the sun is going down behind the mountains and they're like trying to kind of bend down, waiting for the sun to go down. And, and then eventually the rabbi decides that the sun went down enough behind the mountains because they bent and they run. So at the time, I remember thinking, like, wait a minute, but that's only Shkia, it's not Seis, right? Which is <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, whatever. If that was the biggest problem you had with the movie, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, 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 so that was interesting, Charlotte, what to do with, right? With, with Shkia and Mountains, right? With all. all right, so let's move on. What's so, the name of the did movie? You give, did you give the movie three stars? I watched this. Oh, uh, what's it called? There's a, there's a. <laughs> The, the, the movie is called The Frisco Kid. I'm not, I'm not recommending anybody watch it. I don't give movie recommendations. I'm just saying, uh, I, you know, I had sins in my youth. That's one of them. And, uh, you know, this was interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay. So, so the Shokhanar seems to be very Rabbi. Yeah. Rabbi. Yeah, yeah. If you uh, make Shabbos early, can you make Kiddush and eat and drink early? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So Shabbos is a fascinating thing because... Shabbos, you are actually allowed to take on early, and it really changes the nature of the day, right? Meaning that it becomes Shabbos, which is a fascinating thing. It has to do with the whole structure of Shabbos, but this is not true for festivals to some extent, right? Which is why on Yom Taivim, you can't make early Yom Tif, because those have to do with the actual day. And definitely on Pesach, you have to wait until real nightfall before you can make Kiddush on Pesach, because the mitzvah of of the of talking about the Exodus it has to do with actual uh, halachic night. So this is a, 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 a unique characteristic of Shabbos. So for Shabbos, you can actually make Kiddush when it's still somewhat light out? No, no, 100%, right? So, it's, so, so in the summer, a lot of people who don't want to do, who don't want to make Shabbos late, right? They have kids, whatever it is, or they want to have a late Friday night, they, act, they make Shabbos at like uh, 6 o'clock, right? Because it's after plug, it's after this time which I can never, it's like called half of Mincha. But, you know, it's like a good three hours or two and a half hours uh, before sunset. They make, they, they daven, Kabbal Shabbos, Meirev, everything then, right? 
the question is, is like say when you know in, in during during Sphira, right? When you're supposed to be counting Sphira, which is meant to be done at night, are you allowed to count then or not? And that gets into this whole relativity issue about yes, it's night with regards to Shabbos, but is it night with regards to Sphira and all these interesting discussions. Okay. But yes. Does anybody do this early summer Shabbos? Or you have to be like a specific sect in Judaism, like Hasidic? No, everybody, no, no, everybody does it. The, the, the only controversy is that some people will daven mincha and Kabbalah Shabbos, I'm sorry, will daven mincha and Mayrev after Plag, meaning there is this time of day, let's say 4.30, which is Plag, right? Which we're going to talk about more, right? Later on in life. But, but, right, but Plag is this time of the day, right? This is the time of the day that's considered to be the earliest, kind of the lower bound for when you can daven Mayrev. Right, it has to do with Rabbi Huda, you know, um, Huda Barilai. Uh, it's not Huda Barilai. No, what's it? Huda Bar in Brachas. Who was it again? I think it's Huda Barilai, right? For some reason the name doesn't. It's Rabbi Huda somebody. For some reason the name is not flowing in my head. But the point is, is that is that so you can daven people daven. So you have to daven if you want to consider that to be night. Then you have to daven mincha before that time because mincha you daven during the day. Then you have to, and then and then you can daven Meir afterwards. The only mm. controversial thing is some people dive in both after, and that becomes a contradiction mm. that you can. Okay? But, but otherwise, yes, people do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's actually a fascinating issue is that if you live in a small community, and the small community only has one shul, and that shul does early Shabbos, since they are the community, the shul, and if you are kind of, then it actually becomes Shabbos for everybody there, and nobody is allowed to work late. And this is not such a problem in general Jewish communities or places like us where we don't dive in Kabbalah Shabbos together. But th this, this is a problem in bungalow columns where there is like one minion and they all dive in early, but there are people who are coming later, right? So there are some opinions that that actually, actually really makes Shabbos. And, and that's a, yes, the, the, that could be a, a, a uh, interesting issue. Okay, that's, that's why on. that's why no Jewish community can handle only one shul. Exactly right, that's true. Right, that is the halachic reason why we must have more than one shul. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, so, so three quarters of a mil. Okay, so, so that's so. So Shachanach seems to go, and the Rambam doesn't criticize him over here. He just says, "That's all he says." Right. So the it seems that the Rambam and the Shachanach, right, all seem to follow the opinion of Rambam. And if you look, the Magen Avram doesn't comment every year. It seems that at least a lot of the posts brought in Shulchan Aruch seem to follow the opinion of Rabbeinu Tam. 72 minutes, according to them, it could be, it looks dark outside, but, you know, you know, you can, you know, do what you want to do. You can still be cooking and cleaning, and it's not yet Shabbos until 50 minutes after Shabbos. Okay. Now comes the Vilna Gaim. And this is going to take us a little while. We're not going to finish the whole thing today, because... You know, the Vilnagons are usually one line. Every once in a while, they're huge, and when they're huge, they're very hard to read. <laughs> but the Vilnagon is the famous opinion that disagrees with this, and as it turns out, it's not his opinion. What's ironic is that this is the opinion of the Gaonim. Of the Gaonim were the rabbis who lived in the era before the Rishonim. So year 1000, year 900, right, that time. They are in no way related to the Vilnagon. He happened to have been called Gaon. He lived in the 1700s, completely unrelated. But they happen to have the same opinion. So Gaons think alike. But, but, but they, 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 otherwise, they are not related. Okay. So the Vilna Gaon says as follows. So Shehu Gimel Mehad Bipsachim Kenal Right? So he's bringing down, this is the source, the source of Rabbi Nutam, was from this contradiction between the Gemara in Shabbos and Psachim, and this was Taisvis over there, 
the Pratas opinion as we saw last or two weeks ago, whatever this is all following the opinion of Tysus. Aval, lesson, this is not true. The Imkain may alois hashachar, now this abbreviation is a tricky one, but may alois hashachar means from the morning star, ad hanates until the, the uh, sunrise, shavet, should be uniform, the same amount of time every day, like from sundown until nightfall, right? Because the because because Rabbeinu Tam gives a constant time, right? Helmut was was bothered by this, as is the Vilnagon, right? The two Gona, right? We're bothered by this because it should it should change by time of year. And what the Vilnagon is pointing out is that it does change by time of year because we know that from the morning star until sunrise, which is also that kind of in between state. Right, does also changes, right? That so that does change. So if that changes, why shouldn't shkia also not be constant throughout the year? Um. So bad mistaking. Right. So that's that's the first problem. The first problem is is that right is that we know that the halacha is not like that. Right. We know that the halacha is that if is that is that since from alois to nature changes must be that's variable over over the course of the year. So if, if, if from our lace to nature is variable, so from Shkia to Tzai should also be variable. And so why is it not variable? Now, this is not any, in, in any way better yet, according to the Vonagon himself, because it doesn't make a difference if it's 72 minutes or 18 minutes, as we said for the other opinion. They're both having a constant time, right? The Gemara is either, either saying three quarters of a mil or four mil, but the Gemara is giving a constant time. It's not... It's not uh, Rabbeinu Tam. All, all Rabbeinu Tam is doing is just resolving the contradiction. So, so you know, this isn't really a question directly on 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 on, uh, on Rabbeinu Tam. It's really a question that the Vilna Gaon is really going to have to answer 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 um, uh, on himself as well. Sorry, that was not intentional. Okay. So the Vilna Gaon says, um, so. Why does it become gray? I don't want this to be gray. Okay. Um, so, Abba lesson. Right. Next. And our senses contradict Rabbi Nutam for anybody who sees. Right. So, so, so from, so from the rise of the morning star, there's this huge amount of time, right? I'll say Sakochavim, Achar No, I'm obviously, this is obviously not the right abbreviation. Shemei. It looks like it looks like Alosa Shachar, but I'm not sure why it's how it's for how that how that makes sense in the context over here. But what he's saying over here is that if 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 anybody who looks outside and follow and follows. The shear of uh, Rabbi Nutam, right? Shahu shear gadol harbe ma'ayit al teisakachavim. There's this huge amount of time for when you say that the that the stars come out achar ashkia after shkia ube medinais hanaitem litzafin, right? And for those um, uh, countries that 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 go to the north, she oh she aloisa shachar. 
that the time of Alois is close to midnight, right? Because if you go far north, right, it begins to get light very, very early. They literally never have nightfall, right? And this is true. There are some parts of the world that that um uh that um that never have nightfall. Um sorry. Okay. Um, so 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 he says so this can't be true. He says Rabbeinu Tam gives such a late zman for tzeis. He literally is making it that in some places in the world in the summer they they will never have tzeis, right? And this is true in Saint Petersburg and other places, right? They they will never have tzeis. Now this is actually an issue that people deal with, even if you don't follow the opinion of uh, Rabbeinu Tam. There are some places in the world that never have taste, right? But what the Vona Gona is saying is that there are places where people really lived constantly where, where they never had taste. So this can't be true. So he says, no. Ella de Benashmashos Maschel Metchios Hashkia. Benashmashos starts in the beginning of Shkia, meaning when the sun goes down. Take it right away. Ad Gimel Mil. Until the last rays of light disappear, and this is three quarters of a mil. So Ba'ifik, I think, means like in the in the in the clear day. Sorry, uh Ba'ifik Bavel, sorry. On uh, by the longitude of Bavel, right, where where Bavel is, Ubizman Kufas Nisan Matishray, and during the period of Nisan and Tishray, meaning uh around the equinoxes, Ubahaschalas Hashkia, and as soon as Shkia starts, Bain Ashmash is Gomer. This is when Bain Ashmash starts. Uh, uh, okay, so the Vonagon says his view is is that Shkia is as soon as the sun goes down, right? Well, we commonly understand the Shkia, and Beit Hashmasho starts then, and this amount of 18 minutes was set at a very specific time. It was set in Bavel at that time, and, you know, everybody will have to kind of take Whatever those uh, degrees are, and transpose them to to wherever they are, whatever time of year. And if you look at the Maizmanim, the Maizmanim actually has a dynamic, you know, thing for for Beinashmashos, where they depended on where you are and what time of year, and therefore the times seem different for everybody, as you see. Okay, why you know the Shkia could be later in, uh, sorry, why say you know Beinashmashos could be later in Queens than here. Right, because of, of, of these types of things. Okay. Um uh, uh, uh sorry, so yeah, so Makom Shahuskar whatever it says that the sun goes down, who this is the beginning of Shkia, it's also with regards to fasting. right? Every so this is quoting from a Gemara that any fast that didn't right that doesn't have a nightfall is not called a fast. So what he says is, as soon as it becomes nightfall, you are allowed to eat. This is regards to certain types of fasts. We have a custom, we've accepted the custom to wait until because we have a, a question. Right, um, uh, right. So what he's saying is, is that 
really fasts end at sundown. Why do we wait until Tzais? Because if you remember, there was an opinion in the Gemara in Shabbos, Rabbi Yossi says that Ben Hashmashos is keherifying. That Ben Hashmashos is like the blink of an eye. So for Rabbi Yossi, it's day until the very end of what Rabbi Yehuda calls Ben Hashmashos. Then there's a flash, and then there's nightfall. So therefore, since there's a possibility that Halacha is like Rabbi Yossi, so for fast, we wait until, until Rabbi Yossi. But it's a Sophic, and therefore, for our purposes with regards to Shabbos, Benashmashos is considered to be a time of doubt. It's considered to be a Sophic. Okay. Vishir Benashmashos to Rabbi Yehuda. What is the amount of Benashmashos of Rabbi Yehuda? Achar Shehechsev Kemashakasav Sham. Deshalom Benashmashos to Rabbi Yehuda. Once it becomes completely dark, the Benashmashos of Rabbi Yehuda is done. So therefore, for a fast day, you have to follow the opinion of uh, Rabbiosi. Right? So what he's saying is, is that with regards to fast days, the only reason why we fast on Tiltseis is because we are stringent and we follow the opinion of Rabbiosi. Now, this happens to be a principle in Shas. That when there's a debate between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Yehuda, you follow the opinion of Rabbi Yossi, generally speaking. But with regards to Shabbos, right, Rabbi Yossi is the lenient opinion over there because for him it's day until later. So therefore, we, we are stringent by Shabbos because it's a biblical commandment to follow the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Okay. Um, so we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna stop here and we're going to continue next week with the rest with the rest of the Vilnagon and we'll look at the Mishnabura and we'll look at um uh the Balatanya in Siddur where he also talks about this and he talks about uh what people should should actually do. Can, can